0: Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Reco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't
1: have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton
0: Coast Game Show with Al and Jerry here we go to the podcast on a Thursday. Al, how are you, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. What is up your ass today,
1: Jerry? What did you make of the um, ESPN firings yesterday? What is what was your takeaway from that? What did you think about it? What did you where
0: do you, what do you where do you see the industry going? What is your take? It's really I mean, it's funny you ask me that because I was at your old alma mater alma mater yesterday, Kane University. Oh, nice, uh, Jerry Carino, who covers Rutgers. Amongst other sports. I met him this year while I was doing the Rutgers games. He's an adjunct professor there uh, for radio and TV and sports. It's a communications class. And so he asked me to speak yesterday, so I went over the beautiful campus, by the way. Very nice what they've done.
1: Uh, anybody mention, oh, you know, Al
0: Duke's famous not alumni. Person, not a single person. Not a solo. Okay. No, nobody. Okay. Um, but it was interesting being there. And one of the students who wants to be a reporter, he's not sure for print because he doesn't know what that's going to be or radio, or TV, asked me a very direct question uh, when we did the Q&A at the end. He goes, you know, based on what's happening at ESPN today, based on what's happened with newspapers, should we even have wasted our time doing this? Something to that effect. Like, what is the future of this in the next couple of years? To where I looked at him and I said, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. The only thing I would say is, while a lot of jobs are gone you've got to look at new media things like bleacher report higher and are doing well there are things like barstool sports that do very well it's new media it's different you can't just think newspapers and radio anymore uh and the look on his face was very uh puzzling and so to answer your question in a very long roundabout way the what happened yesterday to espn to me is it's not tragic because no one died but it's sad i mean a lot of good people lost their jobs yesterday the, the one that really got me was Jason Stark was let go. He's one of the best baseball reporters in the business. He's not a pompous ass. He just goes about his work. He does his job, breaks a lot of stories. I would think if MLB Network didn't hire him already, they will. I was really surprised at a lot of the names. Len Elmore let go? Like, what? And I guess my question to you would be, what are they really saving? Like, does this – how does this help them? Yeah, that's the
1: part I'm not sure about because – I do think that we are living in an era now where in a few years from now, we're going to say, hey, remember when uh, NBA players and baseball players were getting $50 million? And I really think we're coming to the end of that because of what the rights fees are now. So the NBA says to ESPN, uh, you, uh, you want to run NBA games, it's $1 billion. And then they pay it. And there's no way to recoup that money. LeBron making whatever he makes let's say 40 million dollars I have no idea what LeBron makes um, I'm about 30 okay so LeBron's one player is making 30 million dollars you can't recoup there are not enough people watching Cavaliers basketball
0: to recoup that money they just aren't well I'll say this I will he makes 31 million I'm sorry I would say this and this is where I don't understand the leagues and I know there's the ha, the, the haves and the have-nots and I get that Explain to me... Forget LeBron James for a second. Because, believe it or not, the Cavaliers do recoup that $31 million, whether it's jersey sales... No, they sales. do now. Right, right, no, no but my, my point is... Because of ESPN. But my point is, okay, that's and fine. TNT and But I that. do think, because of LeBron, they sell out that building every single night. Because of LeBron, their jersey sales, with his number, are ridiculous. That number 23 Cavs jersey is huge. It's just huge. It's, 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 it's a ridiculous number, right? I do think... That's an odd case. So that's not the greatest of examples. But explain this to me. How is it that the seventh or eighth guy on an NBA roster is making $9 million? To do what exactly? Right. That's to me where it gets ludicrous. Now, I do believe there should be a floor to where they are pros. No one should make maybe less than a million dollars. Okay, fine. All well and good. But you want to pay LeBron $31 million? I'm good with that because I do think he's worth it, as crazy as that sounds. But there's only, to me, three or four guys in each league that should be making money like that. Not every team has a couple of them. Or Like Carmelo Anthony making $25 million. Why? How about he makes, I don't know, $9 million, and they still win 25 games? I don't get that stuff. Well,
1: yeah, it has never made sense to me to, to turn on, and we talk about this on the show a lot, turn on the Yankee game, turn on the Mets game. And there's no one there. Sure. Which means, and when you look at ratings, there's relatively no one watching. So how is Ioana Cespedes making that much money? And it's all because of cable. It is. It has to be.
0: It's a lot of it, yeah. So
1: the minute that goes away, where everyone is paying for SNY and ESPN when you're not watching it, when that goes away, that entire bubble is going to burst of what teams are making and players are making. It has to, because here's what's going to happen. They're going to get to a point where they say, uh, okay, you only pay for the cable channels you want. So now if you want SNY to watch the Mets, it's going to cost you $60 a month. In order to recoup the money we're losing monthly by everybody who doesn't want it.
0: Right, that they're is no longer paying, paying for it. Right. No, I understand And it. then I mean, what's going
1: to happen is I'm going to go,
0: I don't want them that's for $60 a month. Now I'm gone. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of issues. Now, that having been said, Al, I've also been saying this and wondering this for, it's got to be 10 years now. Yes. And things just, it's kind of like, and now you can make the argument, well, you got to go to work. And you're right. At what point do we say enough with paying $20 to cross a goddamn bridge? Right. The Verizono Bridge is now $16. Now, I know there's a little bit of a discount with the Easy Pass and all that. But I remember when it was 7 or $8, I'm like, all right, this has to, at some point, this has to slow down or stabilize. And not only does it not, I mean, would you have ever thought in your life that we could see a $50 bridge payment? That's I, very real. right? And like, why isn't it? I mean, I would have never thought $16 to cross a bridge. Well, I think it is as as high as the
1: market will bear. So if enough people come across for $50 a day, then they'll keep it at that. The point of this whole the, uh, sports and ESPN is when, it's, when people realize they don't have to pay for those things with the cord cutting, as we say, the non-sport, I'm not talking to the sports fans, because if you want to be a sports fan, you cannot be a cord
0: cutter. Well, let me ask you this, because it's a great, it's right a great point you're bringing up. So then why haven't they? Why haven't they what? If you're not a sports fan, why would you pay the money for a sports package?
1: But it's in the the it's paid in your regular basic package.
0: I see now, I was under the assumption the money you get is when you get that extra tier. No, so you're telling me if I'm a direct TV subscriber, right, and I am not paying for sNY. I'm not paying for anything. I just have that basic twenty nine ninety nine a month package that they always advertise, which is legit if you get the one box for your house and that's all you have. I'm paying SNY out of that twenty
1: dollars I'm not sure about that, but, like, I ha- I don't know how that one runs, but I have Optimum, and SNY is in the – the. You, you have a basic tier that has nothing really in it. Right, that's what then I mean. Then the next tier up has uh, ESPN and SNY, and, yes, it also has AG, uh, HGTV. Oh, so they lump the sports They lump everything in, but, but part of that now $50 a month is going to – Yeah, no, that oh, I know. We always heard $7 to ESPN – but all these regional channels so that when you're watching the Met game and there's no one there and the TV ratings are in the toilet and you go, where are they getting $50 million to pay Cespedes? It's every single person that has cable is paying Cespedes. Yeah,
0: And you a made a great it.
1: point to me the, the one day. I, I said, boy, I would I would get out of this one tier of cable if it wasn't for the Mets and S&Y. Uh, 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 Mets, S&Y, and Yankees, yes. And you said to me, well, cancel it in the offseason. And I'm like, yeah. What I'm paying for Yankeeography, yeah. During the off season, yeah.
0: And you're paying for Nets games, yes. Which for me I like, but you don't, right? So why would you? Why would you? I agree. Eddie's very good at that. Eddie literally cancels programs. Like he's big into the college football, so he's got that extra tier to get all those regional sports network, whatever he can get to get the right. college football package, and he will have that from the end of August until the end of January, and then he cancels it. And he goes back to the basic package.
1: And there, there is way too much programming out there now where the audiences are so thin that you can't afford to pay these ESPN people a couple million dollars a year or a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. We're in this room right now, Jerry, with a, a couple of TVs. There's CBS Sports Network that has a show on with nine people on it. Yeah, ESPN's got a show on that. The, the audience is so thin thin and spread out with people listening to to podcasts and radio and books on tape and Netflix and Amazon and uh, you can't recoup the money. So people are going to have to start taking, you're going to tell me, uh, the guys I'm watching, uh, the, the talking heads on these sports networks, not going to do that job for a hundred grand. What are you going to do instead?
0: Oh, I don't know that they're even making that though. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I I don't. I mean, there are a couple of networks that I know of and I know what they pay. It's not what you think. Yeah. And it's just not anymore. So the, the business is changing. If you're out there wanting to get into it, I still say it's a great way to make a living and go through life. The problem is you may be jumping around from job to job because you just don't know I mean hell who knows about the stability here you don't you don't know anything yeah it's a, from the I day think the
1: businesses is uh, the business of media and the business of sports is in a transition period Big time' There'd be some changes now
0: big time and then one other thing too because boomer mentioned this and you've been very good about this boomer mentioned that he got a roku and was able to return a couple of his boxes and he's cord cutting now. no boomer's not cord cutting anything right he still has his cable subscription mm-hmm. for his main box which gives him access to to use the Roku, this notion that you can get rid of cable and go get a Google Chromecast or a Roku or an Amazon uh, Fire Stick or whatever the hell these things are called, yes, you can get a lot of programming with that. You cannot, at least for the foreseeable future, will not be able to still get your games if you're not right. subscribing to them on a cable subscription. Right,
1: you cannot be a legal cord cutter. If you are a fan of your local team's sports, you
0: cannot do it. Can't be done, right? So, by the way, I was, yeah. It's the never mind. The whole thing is just it makes your head spin. I mean, if if we went over some of the athlete salaries, you would just be like, huh? And that's what I mean by those secondary and third and fourth tier guys that make so much money to do to play four minutes a night.
1: I do think we're coming to the end of that.
0: Well, I I hope. I hope you're right. And I, I would like to see, that's the other thing, too. You talk about these stadiums, and I know I say it because I'm a parent, and that's fine. You have a girlfriend. I'm sure once in a while you'd like to go to a game. Would you ever, in your right mind, spend $700 to sit in the first five rows of no, a baseball game? never. But wouldn't you like to, once in a while, do that? Go sit in the front row? Yeah, sure. for maybe $50 a ticket. Yes. They have priced out the common person so badly that it is obscene. And that, I've always wondered, that's going to burst, too, and these damn corporations keep buying up the tickets. That doesn't help. Right. And that's part of why you see so many empty seats at Yankee Stadium. We can say all we want about the attendance, and we have fun with it. Sometimes we put it on there. There's nobody there. And yet 30,000 tickets are sold because corporate America in New York buys God knows how many. And they're stuck in the And by the way, it's great. Those clubs and restaurants that they have under the stands, phenomenal. But it looks terrible. And the common person can't sit in those seats. And it looks terrible when you put it
1: on TV. There's no, it looks like, why am I watching this? It looks no, like minor league baseball. No one's
0: even here. Yeah. It looks like minor league baseball.
1: So if no one's here is watching it, why am I on my couch watching it?
0: Yeah, I don't know what the number, I, see, I don't understand TV and radio ratings. I really don't. I know we probably shouldn't discuss them, so we won't. But like, we get these ratings. I don't know what they're based on. And you know it better than I do. Like is a TV rating? Do they generate that from your box? Like, do they only if you're a Nielsen family? So it's only for the people that have a Nielsen right. device in their house. Correct. And how many of those do they hand out? Do you have any idea? Not uh, not uh, many.
1: When, it, when you know when you take into account the population, it's, right. it's 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 probably better than what they're doing with the radio. But you only count as a listener to, to to us, if you have a PPM meter.
0: Right, otherwise you only, nothing.
1: Yeah, you only count as a, li, a viewer of television of a Nielsen box.
0: It's very interesting how it's calculated. Yeah. It really is.
1: Jerry, I have a couple of uh, genital stories to get us back. General stories? No, genitals. Genital. In order to get us back to what we normally do on the podcast, there's okay. probably some people screaming at us, get back to the penis stories. All right. Uh, the first one, Jerry, comes to us... Um, I don't know where this is from. There's there's uh, names of towns, which is in uh, in some sort of Asian country that I'm unaware of. The news article does not go into details uh, as to what country it's in, right? But it, uh, it definitely uh, Asian towns. There's a kung fu master. There's a it's a it's an unusual form of kung fu, where in order when they practice their kung, kung fu, they hang uh, heavy wooden boxes from their genitals. Uh huh. Have you ever uh, done that? I have not. No, but I have. I've actually, strangely enough, say I've seen this before. I have seen this before when I worked on Ron and Fez in two thousand one, two thousand two. Somewhere Fez in there. Did it. No, no, no. But we did have a guy come in that that hung a weights from his uh, his uh, penis skin. Wow, that just doesn't seem to be. Doesn't seem interesting to me. But uh, it's a no. thing.
0: No, no, no. That seems awful.
1: Yes, seems awful. A martial arts teacher and self-proclaimed, quote, iron crotch kung fu master. His uh, vir- his uh, teachings went viral a month or so ago. He released a video showing his groin-centered training techniques. I don't know You're really what these? that proves. I'm not going to try that. I don't like doing anything in the general area. That involves like adding weights on or stretching the skin. Right. You like that to be left alone.
0: I like to leave that alone. Unless it's sexy time, that right. does not move. Then it doesn't move. Right.
1: Uh here's, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, let me take you to Monroe, Louisiana. By car, plane, how uh, No, we going? Via a news story. Oh, okay. Uh, Books a Million is a uh, popular bookstore in Louisiana. All and right. a 71 year old man, uh, his name is Nelson Lentz. He did not have a good experience in there. I don't know what happened. He was looking for a book they didn't have. He got into some sort of argument with a worker there. So he left the store, and he returned and left a bunch of items throughout the store in order to show some sort of retribution for the way he was treated. Okay. The folks at Books-A-Million found numerous dildos left in the religion section of their store.
0: Well, that doesn't seem appropriate.
1: And they came from Mr. Nelson Lentz, who said he had a bunch of dildos at home, and he thought he would leave them at the store because he was not treated correctly. He has been uh, freed on $700 bond. Criminal mischief, criminal trespassing. Store surveillance video recorded Lentz in the act, and he confirmed it was him on the video leaving the dildos.
0: Have you ever left dildos for anybody? I've not. No, never brought them to a restaurant or a library or the motor vehicles. Maybe I'm going to motor vehicle today. Actually, Jerry, why? Um, I didn't realize this only
1: because I've never paid. I haven't paid off a car in a long time. Okay. Normally, a couple years in, I trade it in. Right. But uh, this car that I have now, I've uh, paid in full. You're done. Yes. So they sent me the title with the. The lien holder's still on it. Okay. And they say, I have to take that to motor vehicle to get them with the letter that says, Mr. Aldukes has paid his bills. Look at you. That's right, Jerry. You are a car owner. Now, of course, the car has about 115,000 miles on it, so fingers crossed I make it to the motor vehicle. You got another
0: 130 on it.
1: 130? Yeah. I would like to get to 200,000. I think you will. All right. I don't think that's a problem. Then I'll turn that in. For about ten dollars, and if things don't and if things don't go well, dildos at the DMV. That's what I'm going to be leaving. This is uh, disturbing, Jerry. Is and this
0: a, another genital story?
1: No. Uh, well, it involves the genitals. Oh. This is actually scarier than than the two previous stories.
0: I'm not sure that's well. The this last is story was fine. The one previous to that was brutal. This
1: is something women have to watch out for. There's a new hanging weights from their genitals. No, nope, a little different. I'm going to say there's a sexual technique. Or sexual, what some people are calling a sexual assault, and I can see how a thing called stealthing,
0: stealthing,
1: stealth, like a stealth, stealth. Yeah. stealthing, an extremely dangerous new trend in sex, especially casual sex, which involves uh, men uh, having sex uh, with women <clears throat> wearing a rubber condom. But women so, wearing it? No, the men wearing the men. it. Right. You know, so a woman, maybe she doesn't know you well, but she's. Uh, Okay with having sex. Got it. Protected sex, you wear the condom. Right. Stealthing involves the men sneaking the condom off at some point during sex and thus spreading their seed. That's that I would say that is assault. I would agree. Right?
0: Yeah, that's you gotta be careful. Especially if you pick up some sort of a virus or disease or infection. Or you get pregnant. How do, you, how do you prove that, though? I don't know. I mean, unless you've got a camera in your room. First of all, the only way that that's possible, I would think, is if you are having sex from behind. Because she should be able to notice what you're doing if you're in front of her.
1: I don't know. I, I think, bet I could get away with that. Have you done this? I haven't done it, but I, I don't think women can... See, I don't think you can really see everything, especially if it's dark.
0: Uh, may not well, be able if it's to dark, I, supp- yeah,
1: I guess. I mean... I could see where this is a problem. This is a big problem. It's becoming a very big problem. Yeah. It's a form of sexual assault and that Jerry is a serious crime. There's an online there are online communities where men encourage one another to stealth and take For off what? and take off their condoms during sex because they think it's a man's right to quote spread one's seed.
0: These are good guys.
1: Yeah, so be careful. My gosh, you gotta watch out for everything these days. Jerry. Well, I don't think
0: you have to worry about that because I don't think I don't. any guy's going to take their condom off with you. Luckily, I think you'll be fine.
1: If I was a woman, I'd be constantly in fear of that at this point. Uh, now that I've heard of it, I would have way, never have thought of it. Now I would be in constant fear of it. I, I, hmm. I'd be constantly feeling down there to see if I feel, I feel a condom. Bad for
0: women. I do when it comes to this stuff.
1: Yes, it stealthing
0: all of it. Not good. I the whole thing, go. I really got to go. because right, Jerry. Because have... Noah Syndergaard's story is... No, Jerry, I have to go. No, no. You can sit here and talk for the next hour. I have 10-10 wins, and I got to go do the top-of-the-hour update with Joe and Evan because Noah Syndergaard was scratched from a start today because his stupid bicep is tender. Bicep. So who's going to pitch? Matt Harvey. Oh, all right. Warm-up show is I next. I do like Tara McDonald put out on Twitter, dear baseball gods, please stop already. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, warm-up show next. It was terrific, as usual. We
0: are good. Sue? So? You guys have a great day. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, Thursday morning. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. This portion of the show brought to you by Accountems. And while, you know, the first couple of nights this week were pretty blah, we had a couple of games last night, and then tonight... It's like an orgy of sports.
1: Big sports day, especially here in New York, Jerry. We get uh, Mets at a 1 o'clock game. Like that? A little day game. Get the day started early. A Cindergaard versus R.A. Dickey. Right. Then you got Tanaka versus Chris Sale tonight. Which is tremendous. Tremendous. Then you've got the Boomers-Rangers in Ottawa for Game 1. And the NFL Draft.
0: Beyond that, not too much. That's a big sports night, Jerry. What would you settle down when you settle in tonight, Ooh, when I settle on my couch, seven o'clock, brush my teeth for the evening. Yes, what will you watch tonight?
1: Uh, so I'll go seven o'clock. Uh, Tanaka, Chris Sale, right? Because Tanaka is always good for an early inning home run that he well, gives usually, up.
0: If you don't get to him early, you don't get to him. All right, so that's I agree the with scouting
1: that. report on on him, oh, Jerry. That's my scouting, report. your scouting report. Good job. I'll do that uh, during commercial breaks. I'll check in on the Rangers, Ottawa Senators, right. Then at 8 o'clock, I'll sprinkle in, depending on how those games are going, uh, NFL draft. Are you a big draft guy? I do like the top 10. You do? I like to see a top 10. Even though I don't really follow college football, I still like to see where the quarterbacks I've heard of are going.
0: And if there's a run on them quickly or if they're falling. I've I've never gotten into the NFL draft from the standpoint of how many of these guys never amount to much. When you look at the grand scheme of how many players are drafted and people that put their lives into these mock drafts. And, oh, draft night, it's here. Can't wait. Okay, just tell me who gets drafted when, and let's see if they turn out to be anything. And the Jets have a high pick, number six. They so I mean, that's
1: that, interesting to if me. If you
0: have a team that's got a pick in the top ten, I agree. There's a little more intrigue to it, especially if you're the Jets. If the Jets go out and take a quarterback... It's a well, whoever they, whatever they do, it'll be a huge story. I've seen everything from they're going to trade their way all the way down to late first round and just grab a whole bunch of picks to they could take a quarterback at six. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and I saw that the Browns have said they already know who they're taking at number one, and they've known for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. All right. So they've known for two weeks whose career they're going to ruin.
0: As soon as they say the Cleveland Browns, you're on the clock. Get your ass up there and make the pick. That drives you crazy, right?
1: I want to tune in at eight oh one and see who the Browns have selected already. Right.
0: Well, there's also talk too though, that they're going to trade out the Browns. Not a I. I guess they'll make the pick at one, but then they want to trade up to then. They won't take the quarterback at one, but then they want to trade up into the top five or six so they can get the quarterback. I, I don't
1: know. Now, if you're a college kid, it's cool to be the number one pick, right? Sure. Uh, no, Alex sucks. No, no, I'm I'm leading you down a road, <laughs> yes, Jerry. Of course it is. <laughs> um, or top ten, but really you want to be the thirtieth pick.
0: Why? Because you go to a team that's decent. Oh, I guess. And you're also, good. Here's the thing, though, about that: you got to make sure there's a place for you to play. Oh, I see. You go to that crappy team, number one. You're expected to play. If you go to the Patriots. Hmm. Well, let me not, ask you, you this. Not make it.
1: If you were a stud quarterback, Jerry, right, would you want to go to a scrub team like the Browns? No,
0: I'd want to go to a team middle of the road that's got an average quarterback, so Ooh, I could win I like the that. job with good players and a chance to actually win.
1: You want to go to an eight and eight team? Perfect. A seven and nine? Perfect. Team. Yes,
0: I agree. A team that's got a good defense and an average quarterback, and they underachieve last yes. year—that's where I'd want to go. So
1: you don't want to be a top three pick because that's you're going to a terrible team. Bad organization. I,
0: I don't think the Bears is a bad place to go. I think the Bears have a decent foundation. They could be a good team quickly. And Niners. The Browns, I have no idea. The 49ers, with what they've done with the coaching, who knows what the Niners are? I mean, God, four years ago, they had one of the best defenses in the NFL, and you thought Colin Kaepernick was just like Russell Wilson was going to be this next great thing, and things have fallen apart out there. I don't know about the 49ers. I think I would like to be taken by the Bears.
1: I also like with the NFL draft even if you're not watching when you click over there they'll just scroll through who was picked anyway.
0: Yes. And then they'll, well that's the that's my point about watching the draft. The whole idea is they've made this big spectacle of just someone coming out with a card and saying, you know, the Arizona Cardinals select Bill Johnson. Woohoo. I can see that on the crawl. I guess the trades are interesting, but online you get it on Twitter now anyway.
1: Two other fun things with the draft. You get to see the ill-fitting baseball caps they give everyone Usually, to put yes, on, which that is very true. doesn't fit anyone's head. Right. The straight bill across looks terrible. Right. Then they do the awkward hug handshake with Roger Goodell. Which is
0: always just lousy.
1: Yeah, and then they pose for the awkward photo. Sure.
0: So that I like because I, I love awkwardness. And then you had one other on the draft because I got something, too. I don't. So how about the fact that the Marlins are playing the Phillies, right? And I'll get to that in a moment and tell you that this portion is brought to you by Accountemps, a leading temporary accounting and finance staffing agency. Learn why 9 out of 10 of their customers would recommend them. Call them today or visit accountemps.com, Accountemps a Robert Half Company. So the Marlins are playing the Phillies. Now, if you're the Marlins and you're in town, where do you stay?
1: Uh, I would go to the bougiest hotel. In what city? Philadelphia.
0: Right. Uh, They couldn't. The NFL booked every room of every hotel they are staying in. Now, this is if you're a Marlin fan, you're happy about this. You don't have to worry about any player getting in trouble. They had to stay in Delaware. Oh, nice. Oh, it's great. What are you doing in Delaware? Delaware?
1: That's a big party school I've heard. They're not the going to go to the campus. I would if I was a
0: baseball player. <laughs> hey, look, Marcelo Zuna, what are you doing here? I don't think so. They're on all... Carlos Stanton. He's going to start chugging from the keg. Yeah, keg I chuggers. I don't think so. <laughs> so they're stuck in Delaware. And I guess it's at least through tonight, you would think, or through the weekend because the draft, the, the draft goes through Saturday. So they had to stay in Delaware, which mm. I thought was kind of goofy. Uh, the med game last night. Let's get to that for a second because that was, I mean... If you wanted a chance to go to bed early or if you're a Met fan figure, I'm going to watch the Yankees. Last night was the night because that first inning was a first inning from hell. And How about the third inning where you got the errors from Ces- Now, they didn't score the Braves, but the errors from Cespedes and Reyes, I mean, the 22,000 people that showed up, I mean, what a brutal night. So what, what what
1: was the back and forth between? It was like uh, Noah Syndergaard was going to start. Then they went, oh, no, with the, with the rain out, we're going to go Gizelman.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. because Then
1: Syndergaard, then
0: Gizelman again. Every Met reporter, they did the Terry Collins press conference before the game was rained out a couple of nights ago. And, I mean, everybody said when they walked out of that press conference, the Mets are pushing back Syndergaard, and they're going to, I'm sorry, they're pushing back Gazzelman because now you got Syndergaard on regular rest to go against Tehran. That was the story in the paper. That was all the Twitter feeds. And then yesterday, even through the morning, we've got Robert uh, Gazzelman not starting and Syndergaard going. So I had to do something yesterday, I get in the car at, I would say, 3.30, and I hear Gazzelman starting. I said, well, what is that? So I watched Terry Collins' press conference, prior to the game on SNY, and they're like, what happened? When did you change? We didn't change anything. But you said, no, I didn't. Well, who decided that gazelleman's starting tonight? Me. And he gave you, like, nothing. So I don't. they called it a miscommunication. It must have been one hell of a miscommunication for every beat writer to say the same thing.
1: Not only that, I checked the Twitter, Jerry. At 2.22 p.m., the Mets tweeted out, change of plans going with Gazelman right, tonight. Right, which
0: tells you that the plan was to start Syndergaard. So I thought Terry Collins was acting a little. And now I understand they haven't won, and I'm sure he's feeling the pressure. But I thought he acted like a jackass in the press conference. I was ha-
1: as a Mets fan that I am, Jerry. I was happy to see Gazelman because Tehran, the Mets,
0: are okay. not beating. So well, what if Cindergard gave you eight innings of one hit ball last night? You would have won the game. All huh? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. not likely. Do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think Cindergard goes? I mean, let's be honest. They had one out through seven batters, and the only out was because Brandon Phillips overslid the bag. Gazelman couldn't get anybody out. You think Syndergaard would have done that last night?
1: No, but the Mets don't really get a lot of hits off the uh, that Tehran no, no, fella. No, no. Just
0: stop it there. Oh. The Mets don't get a lot of hits. A lot of hits, right? They are hideous right now.
1: So now you get R.A. Dickey, Dickey
0: today. Dickey, Dickey, Dickey versus Dickey. Syndergaard. That about, I'll
1: sign up for for a matinee, Jerry. Right.
0: One guy's going to be throwing 70 miles an hour, the other guy's going to be throwing 100 miles yes. an hour, which I guess is good, but I mean, I hate to say this because Craig was on this a few games ago. I think even Friday he was talking about Terry Collins better be careful, worry about your job, and we all jumped up. Come on, let's relax. It's April, and I still believe that, but they're playing in a malaise. They're making errors like crazy. Last, They don't hit ever. Be careful. It's 9 out of 10 now, and it's five straight, and if you didn't pay attention, the Nationals won again last night. I mean, this thing's getting away real quick.
1: But it was perfect that it was over in the first inning because if you were a Met fan, you know during baseball season it's hard to catch up on your Netflix series because you want to watch the Mets. That but that was like five nothing. Boom! You
0: did not turn the Mets off for Netflix. Well,
1: I turned it off for the Yankees, <laughs> but most Met fans don't care about the Yankees, right? But it did work out perfect. I put the Yankees on. I saw Aaron Judge dive into the crowd like a Derek Jeter esque Jerry. Yes, and the videotape showed a a
0: man. That was uh, in the stands near him. Had his butt crack. Yeah. (laughs) All right. This portion is brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Sadly, I noticed the same thing. Yeah. The poor guy to the left. His pants were down. It wasn't that bad, but it was quite noticeable.
1: Yeah. That Aaron Judge coming diving into the crowd. Cheater like. Yeah, but he's like. Weighs 300 pounds, this guy. Yeah,
0: I know. Muscular. But it was, it was like the same play Jeter made on the opposite side of the field at Fenway instead of Yankee Stadium, and Judge didn't break his face. And explain this to me, because you were watching at the time. Why was that reviewed? For what? I don't. They,
1: well, they called him initially that it, would, that I know. it was not a catch. It I was don't understand. so
0: clear that he made the catch. I don't understand. So the Yankees did win. Judge hits the home run, which was good for a Yankee fan. Opposite field home run. Uh, and it was actually a pretty good pitching matchup. Tonight, it's tremendous, though. As you mentioned, Tanaka. Tanaka. Chris Sale, who his last time out, he I don't think he won, but he was lights out. So Porcello struck out a bunch of guys last night. We'll see what um, Sale does tonight. And the Orioles did win again last night, too.
1: And then did you see uh, Jim Harbaugh has taken his uh, Michigan football team to Rome? Yeah. Where the where the uh, Coliseum is and all that sort of thing. A lot of, thing, of teams there. do this. A lot of teams go to Rome? A lot, of,
0: a lot of, I know a lot of college basketball teams, uh, I, I don't know about college football teams, but a lot of college basketball teams go overseas. A lot of times in the summer, they will play European pro teams as part of their big bonding trip. Oh, I see. And a see. lot of them go to Rome. So how did they get to meet the Pope, though? He's Jim Harbaugh. But I'm sure he, Jim Harbaugh is wondering, the Pope can meet me. But he brought the Pope a Michigan helmet. Sure.
1: Which, what is the Pope going to do with that? Right. And then brought him a pair of uh, Air Jordans.
0: Well, I could see the Pope bawling on the weekend.
1: Well, they even said a size 11, which means they called ahead to say what size is the Pope. Yeah, sure. In a sneaker, what is the Pope wearing these days? How often is the Pope wearing sneakers?
0: Um, Or is the Pope wearing flats, like, you know, shoes?
1: I think the Pope has to constantly be wearing
0: that Pope outfit. The Pope outfit, yeah. as we call the papal outfit. The papal. <laughs> and whatever shoes go with that. You think the Pope has any fun? Yeah, this, this
1: Pope. This Pope does. Seems more hip than right. the other Popes we've had. Like, this Pope's aware of Twitter. This
0: Clearly pope, wants to play basketball.
1: This Pope is doing a TED Talk I was reading today. What the
0: hell is a TED Talk?
1: The TED Talk, uh, you know, where they... No, uh, I don't know. People know what a TED Talk is. I'm not sure how to explain Eddie it. Eddie a TED Talk. Eddie knows TED Talks. They do all sorts of science nonsense. I'm aware of TED Talks. Uh, spe- what is it? It's a speaker series uh, where you people talk on different subjects. And TED Talks has an app, and Who's you can watch on the app. I'm not sure what that stands for. I didn't <laughs> fully read into it. I'm really not Te- sure what this is. TED Talks is popular. But the it's Pope's doing a TED Talk. I think he's going to wear his Jordan sneakers and his Wolverine helmet.
0: (laughs) Could you imagine the Pope walking down the street putting that helmet on wearing his Nike sneakers? Do
1: you think if if someone went up to the Pope next week, one week from today, and said, we need that Michigan helmet, he would be able to locate that? Or that's gone. I hope it's in his office. The
0: Pope has to have an office. Yes. So then you He's put got it relics in there, though. Yeah, Jesus relics. You have to save the helmet. All you right. You are give it a helmet by Jim Harbaugh. This portion brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. No one wants to be the sweaty guy at work, right, Al? So pick up Not some me. Dove Men Plus Care. 91% of guys who use it recommend it.
1: And Odell Beckham Jr. has a, a new girlfriend who well, they... good for him. ...who they identified as, quote, an Instagram model.
0: What does that mean?
1: Well, I thought that meant she was a model who had, like, millions of Instagram... All right, so it's not
0: millions. Did you check the number? I did. All right, I'm going to take a guess at the number. Well, j- it's got to be significant. I'll tell so, you this.
1: I'll give you this guess. Who has more Instagram followers, this Instagram model or me? Not an Instagram model.
0: Well, clearly this is a way to inflate your Thank head, you. so it must be you. That's right, Jerry. I'm going to say she's got 52,000 Instagram. No, she has 7,000 Right, Which well, doesn't though, make you an Instagram model. That does she just, make money for taking no. pictures? Well, then what makes her a model then? That just means they couldn't You're figure a model. out. You're a Twitter model. I am a Twitter model. By the way, was there any. So, Al yesterday on the podcast ate the milk bone dog biscuits. Was there any issues with that or you were all no. oh, good? You, I had told you that
1: I wouldn't mind eating a milk bone, right. that I thought they actually looked somewhat tasty like and a cookie. crunchy, like a cookie. And I did eat one yesterday on the podcast. One. I ate half of one. Right.
0: No, I had no, no ill will. I posted that video uh, on my Twitter page. I know you're the Twitter model. I'm not. People loved it, though, and they were very complimentary that you actually kept your promise.
1: Yeah, I had no ill feelings after eating it. I did
0: go run in the park, though, yesterday. Were you scratching yourself a lot, too? <laughs> I had Eddie throw me a ball a bunch of times. <laughs> did you catch it with your mouth? <laughs> Was your butt shaking? <laughs> Did you sniff anybody's what? butt. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, all right. We got Boomer and Carton coming. Well, where are, we are can they? Find them in about thirty seconds here on the fan. I'm gonna go listen run. to.